Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and it's great to have you here with me today. I hope my voice doesn't sound too shaky, but I've had the dreaded COVID and it's knocked me over for the last few days. But on the upside, it did give me a chance to catch up on some box sets that I wanted to see. And so on that note, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch We Crash on Apple TV. It's not only very entertaining, but it's very interesting in terms of changing business models and how people want to work and live today. And all that aligns perfectly with what I want to talk to you about today. After I got an email from salon owner Jack, based in Seattle, who asked me to talk about what do I think about introducing more freedom and flexibility into today's salon workplace. Now, I've come at this topic from different angles with various guests on the podcast, and it's not a topic that's going to go away anytime soon. So let's talk about freedom. What is it? Well, combined with flexibility and autonomy, it is what we're told most people want today. It's the words that are most often mentioned when talking about not just what Gen Z want as employees, but what people want generally today. Now, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know that it's a question that I often ask salon owners as to what freedom, autonomy, and flexibility means to them, and more importantly, how have they accommodated it into their salon business model? Without doubt, as with every generation, change was in the air about the work-life balance before COVID. And then with the subsequent lockdowns that many countries were forced into, it really made it something that people started to focus on because the lockdowns and enforced holidays and the subsequent soul-searching that went with it led more people than ever to start questioning the way they were living their lives and what was important to them. I think that questioning is always a good thing. Many people found new meaning in their lives, new hobbies, reinvigorated relationships with spouses, families, and friends. Obviously, I realized the opposite happened too, where people realized that the career path they were on and the relationships they were in were not serving their lives in the way that they previously had. Either way, during this time of reflection, and let's face it, many countries, lots of people were being paid to stay at home and watch Netflix. And so they could reflect on their lives without having to worry about where they were getting an income from, because depending on the country you're in, the government subsidized your lack of wages. And so you were effectively being paid to do nothing. A lot of people would obviously like that to continue. A lot of people realize that being on the treadmill 40, 50, 60, 70, and more hours a week actually wasn't what they wanted. They realized that they were, or at least could be happier with less stuff in exchange for more time, more freedom, and more choice to do what they wanted when they wanted. And they were prepared to sacrifice a certain level of income 
to accommodate that life change. But that is also where the challenge lies. Because some people, they want more freedom, but they still want the same level of income. Is that possible? Well, yes, for some people it is. But for others, it isn't. It simply doesn't add up. With more freedom comes lower income. So it's all about deciding what is most important for you. In the hair and beauty industry, many people were forced to or chose to make house calls during COVID. Many people enjoyed the freedom and the flexibility that that offered. Many stylists decided this was the time to make the transition from full-time employee to making the leap to being self-employed and master of their own destiny where they could work less hours, work when they wanted, fit work around their lives as opposed to the other way around. And for some, that decision was made all the easier in the belief that all that was possible and they could even make more money in the process. But is it working? Well, maybe it is for some and not for others. Maybe it's too early to say with 100% conviction at the moment. So let's go back to my original question. What is freedom? It seems to consistently come back to freedom equals choice and flexibility around the days and hours you work. But for others, it It's about the idea of unlimited holiday. Well, who doesn't want that? It's about autonomy to make your own decisions. The flexibility about what products you choose to use, what you choose to charge for your services. And for some, all that sounds great in the hair and beauty industry, particularly the hair side. There's a buzz on social media with the apparent nirvana that awaits everyone when they make the leap to independence and freedom. And social media makes it sound not only possible, but probable if you're to believe that everything that you see on social is true. So there's many factors at play here. Due to the carryover from COVID and the Russian invasion now of Ukraine, we now have rampant inflation in most countries. We also have low unemployment rates and talk of what appears to be an inevitable recession. From what you read in the media, employers across most sectors can't find staff. It's not just the hair and beauty industry that has that problem. Couple that with the desire of people today to work less hours and have more freedom to live and work with more autonomy and flexibility. And you can't help but thinking that this doesn't add up. Because unless you've won the lottery or inherited a fortune or made some savvy investments along the way that are now giving you a steady passive income, the reality is that you have to work. The government is about as likely to be paying you to stay at home as the tooth fairy is to leave a signed blank check under your pillow. And so in a world where the prices of everything is rising, Call me old-fashioned, but I would have thought that there was pressure to work more rather than less. I think it's important to always look at it objectively. Getting older can make you cynical and stuck in your ways, and that's not a good place to be. But age can also give you a certain amount of wisdom and objectivity, a different perspective, a, a level of experience to reflect on. 
So although I see these changes happening in our industry, I can't help but notice that most other industries are not as influenced by demands for change and are not accommodating this unbridled freedom, autonomy, and flexibility in the same way that their businesses operate. For example, when I look outside of the hair and beauty industry, I don't see the airlines or the hotel industry letting their people have total choice about how and when they work. I don't see Starbucks let their baristas come and go as they please and charge what they want and to run independent businesses within their business. I don't see the world's biggest businesses like Apple or Amazon or Meta or Google transforming their workplace in order to accommodate these new needs that are being expressed today. I don't see the local restaurants or retail stores upending their business model to accommodate the needs of greater freedom, flexibility, and autonomy. So I'm just saying that although I believe we should always be evolving as businesses and people, we should also tread cautiously with implementing change and not get caught up in all the hype of social media. I try and be objective and look at it through the eyes of my children who are in their early 20s and 30s. And while none of them are in the hair and beauty industry, they're much more focused on building their careers, on furthering their training and education in their careers, and on topics like diversity and inclusion in the workplace and on the environmental impact of the decisions we all make every day. They're all more focused on all of that and issues around mental health, et cetera, than they are around freedom, autonomy, and flexibility. But I'm not so stupid to think that they don't integrate at different levels. So I ask myself, is this an industry-specific thing? And I don't think it is but I do think it's more prevalent in this industry. The very nature of the hair and beauty industry certainly makes it more flexible and accommodating to the idea of independence, flexibility, and autonomy. The reality is, is that this industry is largely made up of women, and they are predominantly in the 20 to 40 age bracket. And so by virtue of that, they will often have young families that they're raising. So I think that there's an inevitability that greater flexibility and choice about how and when they work has to exist and should exist, especially if you're an employer looking to attract and keep good team members. And if you combine that with the changes in technology that allow you to operate a business from your phone, the low startup costs of entering into this industry as a business unit of one, and the ever-changing business models then we're in this environment that is the perfect storm for disruption, and it's not about to go away. I heard a figure quoted recently that said that in the United States, that over 60% of the workforce in the hair and beauty space is now working less than 30 hours a week. In other words, hairdressing is now predominantly a part-time career. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I guess the answer depends on where you sit in the equation. If you're a salon owner looking for staff and wanting them to work five days a week and eight hours a day, then you have a problem. And you'd be likely to see it as a bad thing. Whereas if you're a 30-year-old mum who wants to work between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. four days a week, 
so that you can still be there for your kids before and after school, then I guess it's a great thing. It's flexibility that this industry can offer. If you set it up that way so that you can work your clients around your life as opposed to working your life around your clients. And if you objectively look at this as an industry pattern, is it a good thing that we have more, albeit smaller, independent businesses? Well, my guess is that that's a no. Arguably, more self-employed independent businesses means less training opportunities for new people wanting to get into the industry. And it means that hairdressing is more likely to be seen as a hobby, a cottage industry, rather than a bona fide career path. And then there's looking at it from a financial perspective for the entire industry. It's a simple law of economics that the pricing of products and services is subject to the law of supply and demand, meaning that there's an inevitability that the more salons, meaning more self-employed individual businesses, will keep or force prices lower. And in an industry that already undervalues and often undercharges, that isn't a good thing for anybody. So before we start to wrap up, I think it's important that you have to be careful to think about all of this from the perspective of what's best for the industry overall. Not, ju not, not just what is best for you as an individual short term. And definitely not through the filter of the filter of social media influences alone. So back to the original question from Jack in Seattle. What do I think about introducing more freedom and flexibility into the workplace? Well, Jack, I think it's a good thing. I think it's an inevitable thing. But I also think it will destroy many good existing businesses in the process because the owners are unwilling or unable to make the changes and still run a viable, profitable business in the process. And I feel, I feel for them because ultimately the business has to still be a viable, profitable business. And if they can't achieve that goal in amongst this flexibility and independence and autonomy that we're offering people, then I see many of them will throw the towel at. I think that offering more freedom, flexibility, and autonomy in the workplace gives salon owners a chance to reinvent their businesses so that it can work for everybody. And I think that it will force salon owners to come up with new business models and solutions around work-life balance that don't currently exist. So as a salon owner, you need to be flexible. You need to be prepared to question everything that you've done up until now. It doesn't mean that you have to change everything, but at least you have to be prepared to question and look for a better way of doing things. I'm sure that I'm like you and that I have principles and values in some areas of life and business that are inflexible. They are fixed. But in other areas of life and business, I think it's important that your viewpoints have a fluidity about them. This is for how I feel, for where I am and what I see at this point in time. As everything evolves over both time, both you and my perspectives may evolve and change with it. It's important to be adaptable 
to the ever-evolving new reality and to look for the opportunities, to create the opportunities. So that's a wrap until next week when I bring another great guest to you on the Grow My Salon Business podcast. So what do the changes in our industry mean for you? I'd love to find out. So don't hesitate to jump on into our Instagram feed or Facebook at Grow My Salon Business and share your thoughts. So do me a favor and share this podcast episode to your social media feed or recommend it to anyone you know who would benefit from hearing it. And don't forget to visit us at growmysalonbusiness.com. Until then, keep safe. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.